When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jesse Blake. I am not, I am not wanting to start this on a negative note, but I did want to let you know that practice this morning was canceled in Australia uh, because the ice is not good enough, despite assurances to the NHL that the ice would be good enough. Listen, it's, it's, it's NHL ice. It's hard to create that in a hotter climate. Um, And they've been promoting this for months. I know. And I, you know, here's the worst part is it just happened and it's not their fault. It happened to be the Coyotes practice that was canceled. I, which so is not fair. That's got nothing to do with them. Yes. I'm not going to punch down there. We shouldn't. No, I'm not. I just felt like, man, this is, it's like, it's the, it had to be the Coyotes and this in the same thing, right? There's got to be a little bit of FML if you're on that team. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. All right, here we go again. I mean, they're NHL players. I'm sure they can do without a practice. They'll be fine. It's but it is kind of shocking key. to the Kings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've well, had we're not some, used to this. They've had some things go their way in their history. Yeah, right? dude. Like that's it. it can't it, it. I try to. I I can't say like this can't happen because I'm like, okay, what could they have done differently? I'm sure they tried everything they possibly could have. Mm-hmm. But also, ah, but you also, need ah, ice, man. Yeah. You need ice. Yeah, you do. You do. Uh, <laughs> it's it's just so weird that the byline on the title about the Kings having a practice at Rod Laver Arena, it says, Coyotes skate at local rink to ensure ice will be at NHL standard for preseason games in Melbourne. And suddenly today, the ice is not at preseason. Well, it's like, not at NHL standard. It's, it's, a, it's a little it's a, unfortunate. It's, a, uh, it's, it's very a, NHL. Yeah. <laughs> like there's puddles, though. Yeah, and 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 it's like it's it's apparently like gravel, dude. It can't happen. It just can't happen. Yeah. Also, isn't it like spring? Uh in Australia. Yeah, it's the opposite. Season. I don't know. It's fall here. So yeah, it I would imagine it there. is spring there. Yeah, because they have they have Christmas and summer, mm-hmm. which means it's only going to get hotter. Yeah. Figure it out, man. I know. Oh my god, I this, feel bad. This sucks for fans in Australia. Well, hundred percent. Did you see the? Uh, did you see Craig Morgan retweeted the? Um, uh, somebody down at the Rod Laver Arena, and like the stands are almost full. Like people are there, and they're Honest. excited. And they for the and practice. They're there for practice. Yeah. Talking about practice. Well, because what a ridiculously rare, like treat. What a what a cool event. Like how often do North American sports teams visit Australia? Let alone a NHL team. Two. Two. Hockey. Australians like hockey, man. Well, the AIHL is pretty popular. People look at you sideways. Well, so I believe it was the Melbourne Mustangs just won the AIHL um, championship. Shout out Sasky Stewart, who used to work there. Two former, it's either two former NHL players or two former NHL draft picks were on that team. Oh, yeah? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. The standard is growing. 
And uh, I was just, I was really disappointed because uh, uh, I've been fiddling around on the NHL media sites and they've been promoting the absolute shit out of this thing for months. <laughs> well, and they should. It's exciting. Now, listen, this is just one hiccup. Yeah. If this doesn't continue, we forget about it. It's just practice, but, to it, be but fair. It's, you know, it's like, it's the first day yeah. and it's like, come on, you know? Yeah. Well, like guys a little could, bit of guys could get hurt. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. too, and that's yeah. the last thing. You yeah. Want. So they didn't go out there. Yeah. I, although to be honest with you, I, I guess they were there. These are high end athletes and we were not. But I can remember so many puddles at Heron Park Arena whenever that Zamboni went out there. The Zamboni went out there and just like, I don't know what your local barn was like growing up, but ours was 75 years old, ice cold, like your toes would freeze in your skates. It was so cold. If, a, if you took a puck off the skate, it hurt. And I, I can remember the Zambodis would come on and it would be like a sprinkler, just be like, and then you'd get out there and you'd fire the puck into the corner with your like little grade forearms and the puck would skid to a stop because it was in the water. And then the water would get up on your skates and it would freeze to your skates. Oh, so it would freeze then. Yeah, it would. Yeah. <laughs> just not where you wanted it to. Ah. So it's <laughs> just but anyway. Um, the other thing I want to ask you is, um, and this is moving on from Australia for a second. Will Caulfield be the greatest Leaf of all time? Yes. Oh, with it, without a doubt. Like, could be, could be the great... Forget Austin Matthews. Forget Dave Keon. Forget George Armstrong. Is it, is it Caulfield? It's 100% Caulfield. Caulfield is a Leaf! That's right. The greatest Caulfield of all time. Brock Caulfield. Brother of Gold Caulfield. Jesse, can you bring up the picture, please? I, Maddie, you, there, there it is. Maddie, can you bring up the picture? It's weird. <laughs> and he looks like him. Like, yeah, I'm not wearing my glasses right now. That just looks like Cole Caulfield in the Leaf uniform. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, now, uh, uh, Brock Caulfield, 24 years old. Um, he has played in the Big Ten for the last five years. Uh, last year had a really good season. 34, 36 games, 11 goals, 12 assists, 23 points. Is he not signed to... I believe he's signed to the Marlies, isn't he? I don't know. I think he has a contract with the organization. It's funny because I'm looking at his number, 68, and I feel like it's not because he's a huge Yarmory Yager fan. I think it's just they could just give him. The yeah, you get something in the 60s or 50s when you're not on a roster. No, everything's a conspiracy. <laughs> I, think, I think Cole Caulfield was like, you have to wear 67. Yeah. Uh huh. And all his friends were like, no, you got to do 69. It's hilarious. Uh -huh. And he settled for something in the middle. Okay. Mm. You pick 68. I don't mind. 60, 68 feels good. Mm -hmm. It does. He'll thrive in that number. He will. Mm. Uh, do you? So King? the Brock Caulfield right now is wearing a Leafs practice jersey, right? Because in, in these scrimmages and these prospect tournaments, they don't get Leafs jerseys. They get the, the practice jerseys. Yeah. And apparently that was a Kyle Dubas thing. I think it was on 32 Thoughts. What, wearing the jersey? Wearing the practice jerseys because he felt you had to earn the real jerseys. Because other teams, they'll, they'll let the prospects wear the real jerseys. But Kyle Dubas was like, no, we put them out there in the practice jerseys because you got to earn the real jerseys. You're a prospect. I like that. I don't hate that. I think it's a good idea. So I guess they're keeping up with the tradition that yeah. Dubas started. Well, that's why, you know, it's funny. That's why I was asking a couple episodes ago about like, do you get to keep your jersey yeah. even if you never played a game? So, like, if the if you're the Leafs, sure, give the practice jersey away. But until you've earned that jersey, you haven't earned that jersey. So, I like that. I think it, I don't know. Other teams are just like, hey, you can wear the jersey; it's fine. It's not that serious. <laughs> it is serious. <laughs> but then the Leafs it's have serious. to be like, you know what? You gotta earn this. They're not the only team. <laughs> they're not the only team. But like, other teams are like, yeah, it's not that serious. Again. There, there <laughs> does exist. We've covered this on the show before. There does exist somewhere an authentic game used. Tuka Rask, Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. 
Yeah. Because he played in one prospect tournament game. He played one game with the Do you league think he organization. Has it? Do you think it's his? No, because remember, I, I feel like I went on a psychotic rant uh, because the Leafs which were, time I know the <laughs> Leafs were selling it on their website oh because they just happen to have it they were selling this piece of memorabilia give it to Tuka. and I was I was like I don't care who you give it to but you do not charge money for that how dare you yeah you do not profit from this monument to the, one of the biggest mistakes this organization has ever made and Adam, read that conversation. Somebody on our Discord had an answer. Uh, Nola Brass commented on the jersey situation because I was telling you how NFL players have to buy back their own jersey. Yeah, yeah. In the NHL, wild. in the CBA, in their agreement, they get two jerseys per season. Oh, so you get good. to you get to talk to your equipment manager and you get to pick out two jerseys that you get to keep. Oh, cool. So that's from uh, Nola Brass. Um, so I, I think that's a lot better than paying back for your own jerseys. <laughs> Like, like yeah, yeah man but the nfl like they'll do so anything weird. they don't care about players you know no. like they'll they'll, <laughs> well, they'll they, cut you even though you have millions of dollars they, you know on the line the, uh they broke the union in the 80s and it's never they've never had guaranteed contracts since. No. damn your knee's not supposed to look like that well good luck <laughs> yeah, yeah nick chubb yeah um, but uh, two jerseys that seems like fair yeah, yeah. Take okay. those home. Yeah. it does one home one away or yeah. something like that uh steven ellis from the uh, uh uh excuse me steven ellis from daily face off um i he was the one that tweeted out that picture and he actually tweeted me he's like uh it, fun fact uh brock and cole caulfield are currently tied in scoring let's go oh, maybe i told you do you hear the footsteps cole <laughs> fucking right there right there he's in your walls cole yeah <laughs> I'm slamming your fucking cupboards, <laughs> rattling your chain. Uh, now, Jesse, you brought, or sorry, Steve, you brought up Vesta Toscala. No, you didn't. You brought no, up. No, I didn't. But go on. But I'm bringing up Vesta Toscala because Mikey Stevens from the Hockey News tweeted yesterday that part of Samsonov's uh, new masks was inspired by Vesta Toscala, but also by Curtis Joseph. And Curtis Joseph apparently approves of the mask. What do we think? So. Listen, Vessel Toscala was not a good goaltender for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. But he did one thing right. What did he do? His mask slapped. It, it absolutely slapped. And we're covering it right now. Yeah, Maddie, do, do we want to just scroll, <laughs> scroll uh, or just You'll have scroll? to, I'm mad. <laughs> There it is. Hey, yeah, yeah, hey now go. we can see it. Dude, okay. that's, it's so good. And it's actually, I hadn't made the connection because like I saw it and immediately was like, oh, it's like Cujo's. No. Cujo's uh, mask is obviously Cujo, the dog, um, but it's the Cujo mask in the style of the Vesatoscala skull. Oh. Right? Because it's got the wide... Dude, it's really good. You know what you need to now do? That, now that I know that, it's sick. You know what you need to do a video on? Masks? You need to do a top five or top ten masks in Leafs history. Oh, okay. Well, Felix Potvin is slots one through four. You're wrong. Cujo's uh, mask has got to be number one. It's the best mask. I would argue in Leafs history, Felix Podvins is more iconic than Cujo's. How dare you? I would. Are you sure? Oh, you yeah. think so? Artistic. What about Eddie the Eagle? He had a good mask. This is what, this is what I'm saying. You need yeah. to do an LFR, but not a mask FR. Can you do that? MF MFR yeah MFR yeah I could do that <laughs> Steve Dangle MFR I would uh, yeah, I've been called worse um, the other thing I wanted to let you know is that and this is uh, sent in from one of our uh, listeners Mike Honcho 
Apparently, you can buy a five foot and a half fiberglass Curtis Joseph Maple Leafs goalie mask on Facebook Marketplace. I asked him for a link. He has not texted me back with it. So I'm not sure if this is an old screenshot, but somebody had this in their backyard. I want to know what the hell it was from. How much is it? $2,500. Have a look right on the let screen. Me, there. Let, me, let me get my wallet. Yeah, let, let, let me. That's, just, that's pretty cool. That's five and a half I foot. I want it, dude. Like, I want it. That, that's such a great backyard statement piece if you have a backyard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, think of, like, how would you steal it? I, oh, I don't even know how you'd transport. You'd have to, would, would you get a U-Haul? Because it wouldn't go in one. You'd have to get a trailer. You couldn't just run down the street with it. You couldn't wear it. I'm going to search Marketplace right now for it. Okay. So, so. $2,500. Uh, we, you know right what? There. You know what we should do? We should buy it and put it on the front of SDPN HQ. No. Yeah, too bad it's already en route to Curtis from Alberta's house. How oh, would he get it there? Well, Train? You, I've had to ship cars. Yeah. You know, move across. I think you have to do it by train. And That's the only way. It's a, you have it's to a, cover it. It's a car-sized goalie mask. You can, if you wanted to, you could drive the car. Smart that you did. A lot of you Cujo's, couldn't drive the mask. A lot of Cujo stuff, but the mask is not there. I assume this is an old picture. No. Else we could have bought it. Hmm. What thirty dollars for a bobblehead? No. No. Is it a Cujo bobblehead? Yeah, that's right up your alley. You don't want forty dollars Cujo bobblehead? Steve, you paid fifty oh, for a rhymer. Wait, no, I'm sorry. That's actually here. Can that's you put a 40, this on the screen? I can't. That's no. quite a good one. I've never seen that one. <laughs> it's actually quite a good one. He wants it. And I do want it now. No, they uh the the Leafs uh had a Cujo bobblehead years ago and it wasn't very good. Mm -hmm. I want this one though. So, so what's this one? What's the difference? Yeah. The difference is um Cujo is facing you. What? His face is directly to the side. I don't know why you're so enthralled with this. Dude, it's a nice... <laughs> he looks more like Tuka Rask than he does Kujo. <laughs> oh, shit, you're right. He looks a lot like... like... It's nothing special. Somebody, I think that somebody did that themselves, don't you think? Maybe. Yeah, this doesn't look officially licensed. No, it doesn't. But it's well done. I just think he looks like Tuka. Like a young Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Oh, shit. It's like the base of it's, it's pretty really cool. Well it's really well done. Yeah. And the, pa the pads are like perfect. The pads look yeah. exactly like no, those pads. No, this is awesome. But I don't know. Oh, oh, do you want it? Oh, <laughs> do you want it? What are you going to pay $60 you know, for it? You know how difficult it is to buy something off Facebook Marketplace? Oh my God. It's is it? Like, it's, like, it's, it's like Tinder, but for buying shit. It's, it's one of the worst experiences you could have as Terrible. a human. Terrible. Going back and forth with this person who might just be at any moment be like, uh, stop responding to you. They just ghost you after you wanted this item. Yeah, they're people. And then you got to meet up with them. Yeah. You got to find a time and location to go to this random person's house or a Starbucks to buy a $40 Curtis Joseph bobblehead. Dude. Talk about something that's not worth your time. Can I tell you about a far more desperate time in my life? Uh, yeah. Where So this was during school. And I had no money and I was selling stuff on, it wasn't Facebook marketplace. It was Craigslist. And, uh, I was just selling a bunch of like hockey cards and toys, mm. like not just like hockey figurines, like just action figures that I had. Mm -hmm. And this like desperate dad called me up and he was just like, yeah, I'm always at work. And, uh, yeah, I just want to get stuff for my kid. And I was, I was selling this enormous collection of hockey cards and toys. It was for 50 bucks. And I'm like, yeah, I can give you this, 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 this. And he just goes, all right, all right, okay. Oh, yeah, but for for 50 bucks, what else you got? And I was just like, what else do I got? 
but you want me to, you're asking me to like throw in. Mm-hmm. To, I'm like, uh, I got like a Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You want the Spider-Man? <laughs> it was so weird. And, and, oh yeah. And I forgot to tell you, the other thing was he could only come and get it mm-hmm. at 11 o'clock at night. Oh, jeez. I don't God. This sounds not great. Sounds like he was going to rob you. Yeah. So I go, I go, dad, <laughs> I need you to take me to the, I'm certainly not inviting him to our home. I go, dad, oh. I still live with my parents. I go, I need you to take me to the gas station so mm-hmm. I can give this guy. That's so fucking weird, man. Did he rob you? He did not. Uh, he actually paid the $50. He paid the $50. At the gas. Never heard at, from him you know why? Because Gary Glenn was there. Yeah. And yo, when scared. you see Gary Glenn, you don't you don't mess around. Yeah. You put that gun and knife away. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's got the, the Popeye four. Oh, is that the drummer from Atomic Tomb? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he asked for autographs, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, his timbers were shivered. <laughs> <laughs> they were shivered Man, all the way. I don't know if you ever saw this. This TikTok's really old, but there was a really famous one where it's like, hey, dating dating today is like and it's a guy walks in and he he goes hi there and then someone goes hi and then he just leaves because that's what <laughs> that's what being on the apps is like it's like you you, oh. you match with somebody you say hi they say hi back and you're like hey what's so what's going on or something like that and then they just never respond to you again what is this i found hmm? where are we going with this? well i was talking about facebook marketplace i think no. it's i the want same. the toy oh. is where it started i well, want I think, the toy i think that well if you open with that on uh on dating apps, you might have some success, but I'm just saying the the marketplace situation is very much the same. Somebody like will message you, and you have something at fifty bucks, and they'll be like, "Would you take forty five? And you go, "Sure," and then you just never hear from them again. And it's crazy, Mick. Yeah. It's frustrating, and and then it's kind of scary too. I'm glad I'm no longer having to sell my toys for money. <laughs> how old were you when you were like the train when this guy wanted to meet up at eleven o'clock at a gas station? Yeah, how old? Like twenty. Oh, okay, okay. That's a little better. I thought you were going to be like 16. No, dude. I was in university. Okay. Like I had expenses. Okay. High school me. That was fine. <laughs> I thought you were like a child. No, dude. Dude, it was the worst. Like I, I just, I remember being like a week into school and having to pay for the train and being like, I don't know how much longer I can afford to take the train. Well, they rob us blind with Metrolinks here. Oh, the moment you're done high school, they're like, they, they just do not give a shit about your life and well-being. No, I know. I, you're absolutely right about that. Hey, I, I want to ask you guys, 10 years ago, this week at Leaf Camp, what happened 10 years ago? This is a little, little bit of trivia. 10 years ago. 2003? 2013. Oh, 10 years ago. My, mm-hmm. I'm an idiot. Oh, so this was the beginning of the 13-14 season. Yep. I was about to say, there it was, was, it was no camp. It was literally a year before yeah. Jesse joined. At the beginning? 13-14 season. I know the answer. What is Give it? it to us. David Clarkson left hey. the bench to cuddle John Scott. Uh, Not a punch was thrown. <laughs> Lance Hornby from the Toronto Sun. Ten years ago, this week at Leaf Camp, followed from the David Clarkson jumping on the ice to stop Sabres John Scott from tearing Phil Kessel apart. Uh, happened in an exhibition game, the 10-game suspension, uh, and a massively fine for Clarkson happened. I forgot that, that was ago. John Scott who was involved. Yeah. Listen. And then we and then everybody jumped on voting him to the All-Star game. Yes, including us. Like, yeah. listen, uh, uh, I like John Scott. Like, he's... You, nice guy. Yeah, we've spoken many times. Uh, I maintain Phil Kessel did nothing wrong. <laughs> Not a thing. He should have never been suspended at all. Yeah, why was Phil suspended? If someone twice... Well, because he, like, tomahawk chopped 
like the two hand right if, at have, Scott's ankle. Listen, anybody what? that has an issue with that, stand next to John Scott then. Yeah. You've never been attacked by John Scott. If someone twice the size of you tries to engage in a fight that you haven't agreed to, two hands slash them in the ankle. I remember that's what you should do. I interviewed him at BT, and then the only people I can remember being taller were like Masai Ujiri and Dikembe Mutombo. Sean Ramjig. He's huge. Oh, yeah. Sean's huge. He's the tallest person I've ever met. Really tall guy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Okay, three guys. Outside of NBA Finals Media Day, he's the tallest person I've ever met. And just like every other NHLer you meet, pause. Not hands, pause. Oh, yeah. What's up, Jess? The only thing, Steve, I think you got um, a little... A little wrong about the situation. Yeah, that, that's when, pretty bad. <laughs> when, Phil, when Phil Kessel went to go hack at John Scott's that's knees. That's the second chop. John Scott was already engaged in a fight. Yeah, no, no. The he, first one, the first slash was valid. Okay. This one. But what this about one, this? This one's bad. That's, uh, that's a rough slash. I think Phil Kessel deserved to be suspended for hacking at a guy who was already fighting another guy. Do you remember why he did this, by the way? Why did I? Well, I mean, he's obviously it's a preseason game and John Scott, like anybody else, would be fighting for a job. So I wonder if that was maybe part of it. No, the, the Leafs had a, a prospect. I don't know if you remember him. Jamie Devan. Yeah. You remember? Yeah. And like they drafted him. He was once referred to as like the toughest player in the OHL and goes on to have a pro career. I think he had a cup of coffee with the Leafs. But John Scott supposedly told him either early in the game or before the game, if you're going anyone, you're going me. But what happened is a Sabres prospect, I forget their name, went at Devan. So Devan fights him and he cold cocks him out cold. And so John Scott was really mad because, you know, there's only one guy in his weight class. And he's like, if you're fighting anyone, you're fighting me. And Scott said to Randy Carlisle, I'm fighting the next person you throw over the boards. So Randy. Randy, smiling and laughing. Throws Phil Kessel over the boards. By the way, Randy should have taken more heat for that. Yes. Like that, it was like, that's unfair to Phil. It's Very his unfair. fault. It's straight up his fault. Oh, I never looked at it that way. Yeah. Like John Scott was like, all right, rules were broken here. Well, you know, we, whether or not we agree on that or whatever, but he's like, I'm fighting the next person. You throw over the board. So he threw the team's most valuable player over the boards into direct danger. That was a stupid move. And I, then also didn't surround him with guys who could handle the situation well. Dude, that's like Carter Ashton. And like, isn't that Jay McClement or something? Jay McClement. Were, and they were just like piggybacking him because like, what are you going to do? Jake Gardner, I think I saw on the ice. I don't think he was a very good coach. I, no, I don't. I don't either. <laughs> I think Not that's for a, the Leafs. That's a fair point. You can understand why Phil Kessel didn't love love him that much. No, right? and then he got suspended. Clarkson suspended ten games. Yeah, it's funny that Randy didn't get more heat for that because nowadays I don't think he'd get away with that. No, and Randy also be like, uh, like people would be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" You know what I hated is that uh, Clarkson got suspended ten games for cuddling John Scott, and you're like, "Well, dude, like I know you're you're not supposed to leave the bench." And it's an automatic 10-game suspension for leaving the bench. But he also didn't do anything. He, he wasn't harming anyone. And you go, yeah, but it's automatic. That's hog shit. Because players have left the bench before, gotten suspended, and had the 10 games rescinded into three. You know who one of those players was? Who? Paul Bissonnette. Uh, 
And you know what was interesting about that suspension? What? Is it didn't count in the preseason. The suspension, even though it happened in the preseason and there were more games to be played, it did not start until the first game of the year. No, it ruined... Uh, it ruined I mean, Clarkson's time here. It ruined Clarkson's time here and therefore the rest of his career. <laughs> Stupid. All of it, it was a... It was a absolute butterfly effect that turned into a hurricane of diarrhea. There's a visual. Well, that, that honestly, that season was like that, though. Yes, it was. It was bad. It was hey, bad we're still good. Do you want a little hey, Poland should be captain? Do you want a little background on John Scott telling the story? Sure. He uh, he told the story on his podcast. I'll start. I'll pick it up from when uh, Carlisle is going to throw out the first line. So Carlisle gives me this little grin and then he sends out the first line. I can't imagine what's going through their head as they go on the ice because I'm like Red Ross. I'm this just is a like fucking preseason game. Oh my gosh. He sends out Kessel and a bunch of skill guys. And I'm just like, what do I do? What do I do? They're coming over to the face off dot. And I'm like, okay, I got to do it and back it up. I him. told my wingers and I told my team then that I'm going to jump this guy and it's going to get ugly. Before the puck drops, Kessel lines up beside me, and I respect Phil. He's a great player. I know he's not a fighter, and I said, Phil, I'm going to jump you. Just a heads up. <laughs> and he goes, what? <laughs> and then the puck drops. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And now, what a lot of people forget is Phil Kessel ended up grabbing a dance partner in the middle of all this. I believe the player's name was Brian Flynn, and Phil busted him open. Well, because Phil, Phil's, Phil's he's very brolic. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's uh, that's a tough guy. He's, he's solid. Yeah. yeah, no, he's really. And solid. that was Phil Kessel at his physical peak. He would have been like 24 or 25. Right? Uh, so, something like that. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to ask you guys is um, uh, <laughs> this is such a wild story. I can't believe we're revisiting. revisiting I, me neither. Right but here now. we are. The preseason, baby. The um, the funny thing with with that whole situation to me is that the Sabres also employed Patrick Coletta that season. You know, they had oh, like, don't forget Patrick Collette, greasiest rats to ever play like so. So for John Scott to make that claim, oh, you're going to you're going to fight me. Patrick Coletta is also on the ice, you know, some of the time. Sort of a weird thing to say, don't you think? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, but they're they're fine when they're on your team. Oh, OK. I would have liked Patrick Coletta if he was on my team. For anybody that doesn't remember Patrick Coletta in Buffalo and I think Minnesota is where he played. What uh, what was remember. he like? Uh, like just an absolute greasy rat. Like he would, he would get into so many greasy situations. Now he would usually fight. He did have a tendency to turtle sometimes, but at least he would sort of back it up sometimes mm -hmm. that there's two guys I can think of where I'm like, I just hate you on principle. Coletta's one of them. And, uh, Alexia Mellon. Like, oh, all the guys Montreal ever had like warriors, whatever, whatever. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I think a lot of people feel that way about, um, well, like Penguins fans felt that way about Lars Eller until he became a Penguin. Oh, really? Well, because, yeah. you know, he was he was kind of dirty when uh, when he was with the Caps, right? When, when yeah. they used to go to war. The thing I remember with him, Ellen, so he would he would do all this stuff and but then he would never fight. Uh -huh. And supposedly that's because he had I think he had like an orbital bone injury and he had a plate or something. So that's why he wouldn't fight. And I'm like, damn. Sounds like a you problem, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but nobody bought catch him. these hands. You probably ought to stop fucking around because uh, you might find out. One of the uh, one of the the hallmarks of Leafs camp uh, over the last few years with Kyle Dubas was the signing of PTOs, and you got a lot of value out of some of those PTOs. Like last year with Zach Aston Reese, that was a guy that 
came came aboard and and uh, and actually beat out some other guys who had signed contracts. Well, and it was just a contract to me. Yeah, yeah. Like they they were figuring out some cap shit, and it was a they had an, a handshake agreement. Agreed. But Brad Living addressed that in his uh, preseason address to the media, and I've got this clip for you. And I just thought this is an interesting take on it because from his perspective, he needs to get to know the players they already have. Brad, it's a few weeks off, but looks like you might have to make some sort of salary cap decision uh, heading into the season. Wondering about how that weighs on you, and also um, would you have liked to invite a couple of more uh, PTOs to this camp? Um, second one first. No, our camp is where it, I wanted it to be. Um, we had some opportunities to, to bring some players. I really think there's some younger players in this organization that, you know, I want to I, I want to get to know a little bit better. You know, I've got an outside view of them. It, that That's not, I need an inside view. And I think the more you, I want to give them a path, if there's a path there. Now, they've got to go and get it and earn it and, and show they deserve to be here. But we've got, we've got some younger pros that maybe don't have you know they're not 18 years old right they've they've had a couple years whether it be in the minors or or what have you but i want to see if they're ready to push for a job let's be honest there's not you know there's not a lot of help wanted signs sitting on our roster right now right there's there's (laughs) one or two spots depending on how things go um but i wanted that path for those players to be a little clearer and if there was somebody out there that I thought could help us, um, we would. We brought in Noah Gregor, who I, I'm, I, I really like his game, brings a lot sign. of speed, um, has, has got some hardness to him. Um, but I, I'm happy with where our camp is, is at, numbers-wise, and personnel-wise. I don't think he ever answered the first question. No. <laughs> no, but uh, but I thought that's a good answer for the second one. I think I, I wanted to ask this because I'm not. He did. He's right. They, they don't have a lot of open spots in the roster, but they never really do unless you go wind it back to like 2015, 2016 when anybody could make it. Yeah, because they were bad. They were bad. So my question to you guys is: Is this the most open, the most opportunity some of these players, like a Nick Robertson, have had in? three or four years with the organization first name i thought of like how is that not music to your ears if you're a guy like nick robertson probably chief among them uh alex steves um any of the guys on the marlies really um you know uh lagason and and i mean if you're noah gregor that's got to sound great to you because he doesn't really want to bring in ptos he wants to get to know guys on this team but he invited you. You're the only one. They're signing him. I'm almost positive. Yeah, I think like, so too. I looked at some of the lines that they've been fiddling around with, and like, I mean, it's September 22nd today. Like, you can't put too much stock into it. But I noticed Gambrell, uh, Dylan Gambrell, was kind of playing on what looks like it's going to be a Marley's line, mm-hmm. and Noah Gregor is skating with the Leafs. I I think they're going to end up signing the guy, and I I wish he could have. I, th- I think it's interesting that he didn't really give an answer to the first question because I do think the Leafs uh, are working on something. Not, not not something huge, but they, they have to. Like a trade? Well, la- okay, Sam Lafferty being on the Leafs' second line either means they actually think that's a good idea, mm-hmm. and we can get into that. Um, 
or he's being showcased or he's just a placeholder because you know how sometimes they'll put like a healthy scratch guy up in the top six in a practice. Yep. Just, you know, you're a placeholder until someone gets back from injury. The other guy who, um, I don't really see a path to him making this roster is Connor Timmons. Right. Uh, $1.1 million for a guy who I think at best is going to be on your third pair. Like that guy might get waived. The, the decor seems to be a little more solid and locked up than the Ford group. Like, I feel like when he's saying there's little, there's guys in the organization who can make a jump and all that stuff. I feel like he's talking more about the Ford group. You know, yeah, I feel you know, like I they, agree. they got, they got seven defensemen. It's kind of set in stone there. Yeah, man, I, I'm still not sold on that decor. <laughs> who really do you think, not. who do you think's the sleeper guys to make this team? You know, if, if, I, I don't think anybody's sold on the defense core. And I think if you were to give uh, the Leafs management group true serum, they're not sold on it either. This is a work in progress for sure. Um, and we've heard rumors, surprisingly, that TJ Brody's name has been out there. Or they, they're, they're maybe, I think there was a report from Frank Saravalli this summer that there, he was a potential buyout candidate. Um, and I, I Well, just because it would, there was a... It would alleviate some cap, but I just... Yeah. It, it didn't it make... It doesn't make... Yeah, remember we, how that went? <laughs> Frank Saravalli reporting that? It didn't go well. Uh, oh no, people loved it. No, but but <laughs> the organization was definitely happy that he said that. Yeah. No. Um, no. But I my my question is obviously like okay, so they're gonna make they're gonna move some stuff around on defense. It's I think for Brad, we, we talked about this when Lou left and and Kyle took over. It took a year or more for Kyle to get his optimal team what he thought at the time. Remember, he had to get rid of yeah. the Zaitsev contract and Matt Martin's deal and some other things that he wouldn't have signed in the first place. But even he had the benefit of at least being in the organization at the time. Right. So I think to judge Treliving on just this summer, I mean, he he clearly wants to remake this team. Look at the signings. Domi, Bertuzzi, Reeves specifically. Yeah. That says a lot. Um who do you think's got an outside shot at this roster? A lot of people are talking about Nick Robertson. Is this his his chance to really take a step forward? Or do you see him more like AHL, light it up, and then at the end of the season, come on up? I mean, it's not a sexy answer, but like I do genuinely think Noah Gregor has a good chance of being in the opening night lineup and signing a contract. Uh, they always need more goals. So yeah. Nick Robertson, I think, is a great candidate. It's such a shame Bobby McMahon isn't ready to go. Yeah, he's going to be, he's got what, a few more weeks, right? Yeah. And like, I think he matches exactly what Brad for Living's trying to do. Um, you know, it's a big player, a gritty player, a guy who can score goals. What I'm trying to figure out, thinking of the Marlies lineup, is who um, can fill in on the right side. Because if they're serious about doing this Matthews, Tavares, Nylander thing up the middle, which is fun. And it'll certainly get you through the regular season. Sam Lafferty can't be on the second line. I mean, have a look. Because right? the lines were Bertuzzi, Marner, Matthews, and then it was uh, Nyes, Tavares, Lafferty. Was that what that was? Or yeah, or, which yeah. like Lafferty can play center. So maybe the theory is Tavares can, can take left faceoffs, Lafferty on the right. But I also don't think that's what they're going to do. Because Lafferty's not a good faceoff guy, and Tavares is elite. He's excellent. Um, I again, Dubas followed patterns to the point where you knew what he was going to do 
long before he did it. Well, Kevin Papetti would be like, I bet they'll take a look at this guy and then Dubas would sign him. Yeah. And it's like, because you knew, right? You yeah. It, he was incredibly predictable. Uh, I don't know Brad Treliving's deal, right? So I don't know what they're trying to do. And uh, supposedly Nylander at center was Treliving's idea. I mean, the biggest hole seems to be on the right wing. And it's funny because you're asking me like, who has a chance? And I'm like, who plays right wing? William Nylander? <laughs> no, no, like on the Marlies. Oh, on the Marlies. All right. I think Steve's has. What's Easton Cowan's position? Center? <laughs> Question mark? Easton Cowan. Like, he's, he's not playing. No, I know. He's going to be in London. Center right wing, according to Cap Friendly. No? Where does Easton Cowan rank on your prospect pyramid off the top of your head? Ooh, off the top of my head? Yeah. Where is he going to be? Third? Probably tier three. I got to make Oh, one. really? The low. Low? Yeah. I'm trying to think of... Who's ahead of him? Like, I'm trying <laughs> to think of if they have a tier two guy. Like, Nyes, I suppose, would still count. So I'd probably put him up there. Fraser Minton's really good. I don't think I'd put him all the way up in tier two. And to answer your question, in terms of the line groups at practice, Lafferty, Ellis, Steves, Marner are on the right wing in one group. Yarncroke, Robertson, Reeves, Shaw, Slavin right side on another group so robertson's playing on the right side yeah with uh Very. holmberg and average easy so okay gregor's on the left with camp and reeves holmberg and Ab and Abrazizi. so who's on the wing there what do you mean because both those guys are centering. oh holmberg is centering it so Abrazizi's job he's a playmaker his job is just set up robertson for one time bombs <laughs> i guess so yeah bomb because that shot is crazy yeah. So I mean, and it was Domi Nylander Yarncroke, Domi, which I like, um, mm -hmm. because those are that's Nylander who plays good offensive zone defense and terrible defensive zone defense. Uh, Domi, who I don't really trust to do anything defensively, and Yarncroke, who I trust to do basically everything defensively. But how much better does that second line look if it's Nyes, Tavares, Robertson? You don't like you don't like Sam. You don't like Lafferty. No. No, <laughs> you're out. Not on the second line. You're out. <laughs> Just Not like on the that. Second line. For I think, God's sake. I think too. If if that Nylander Domi situation plays out, I think they're hoping where Nylander becomes a bona fide center. I think they split time. I think it's a two three. Yes. It's a two A and a two B line instead of a second line. Domi being with Nylander makes a lot of sense because uh, Domi can play center as as well. Um, I feel like Lafferty on the second line is the Leafs attempting to sort of replicate the Nyes O'Reilly Achari line. Um, but not that O'Reilly and Tavares are that similar, but you have two centers good at faceoffs, not very fleet of foot, and you have a right handed grinder on the right side. Mm -hmm. um, that's Lafferty and Achari play a somewhat similar game. I, I, I don't like it, dude. <laughs> I don't well, like it. I can't here. imagine the Leafs do. No, no. It's, it's literally pra practice lines no. in preseason. Guys, like. this is overreaction season. Is, I know. Right up, until, right up until November, we're in overreaction. I don't know what we're doing here. I can't wait here, to but, overreact. Um, if, you're see, able to, if you're able to trade Lafferty and have <laughs> Robertson fill in his spot, it fixes a couple problems right off the bat. Mm -hmm. If you want to take anything from these lines about your common Connor Timmins uh, speculation... He's skating with William Lagason in the other uh, group. So I yeah. feel like that's a sign that he's probably not going to make the team. It doesn't really tell me. Or that he's got the, the quote unquote, they always love this, the outside shot. Yeah. Well, 
both those guys are kind of fighting for the same spot, I think, which is yeah. seventh guy. Yeah. So like the fact that they're paired together doesn't tell me. Anything. It's curious too, because isn't Lagason more of an offensive defenseman as well? Because Connor Timmons, that's what he was like known for. And the reason that he couldn't stick, this was the scouting report before he came to Toronto, was that he was all offense and no defense. I, I think he's more on the defensive side. I believe he killed penalties. Well, and I would think that given that you've got Morgan Riley and John Klingberg, you'd lean towards Lagason. Also, he's the and guy Brody, the new GM just and hired. Giordano. Those guys are not going to touch the power play unless they play two defensemen on both. Which is what I'm saying. Like what I'm saying is yeah. if, if you look at it just from today, yeah. It feels like Lagason's got the better shot than Timmons does. Yeah. Timmons is going to be like an elite power play guy in the A. Like a TJ, and like TJ Brennan? Yeah. And like his his contract probably protects him. I think it's two years, 1.1. 1. 1. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Kyle. Um, I, I think uh, his contract probably protects him from getting claimed off waivers. And if it doesn't, I think you live. <laughs> like, I, I like him. I like him. He was good. Like so, he was he was better than he had any business being. Is Gregor Camp Reeves the fourth line game one? That's a hundred percent what I think they're thinking. You think so? So there's only one spot left. Well but, which which is that? The second line. If we're saying Lafferty shouldn't be there or the third line because Yeah. You the first line's figured out. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking at that fourth line right there, Hirvin and Gambrell Steves. If I'm Gambrell, I'm like, ah shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, you're on the like Marlies. Have fun. He was he was the fourth line center like when they signed him on July first. Yeah, right. So yeah, we have we have Bertuzzi, Matthews, Marner. Yeah, yep. we have Nice Tavares? Question mark Laverty. If we're saying, are we saying Lafferty? I think we're saying it for now, but I yeah. So que- I'll put question mark. Third yeah. lines Domi, Nylander, Yarncroke, and fourth line is Gregor Campfree. So that that Lafferty spot's the only question mark. That could be La- Lafferty and, or Robertson. And Lafferty is a good depth piece, right? He scored 10 goals. Yeah, there. like he's not a... So did Aston. That, like if you have 13... If you have a 13th forward that scored 10 goals in the NHL last year, it's a pretty good spot to be in. But he makes over a mil, right? And but they can bury his deal. Yeah. Right. Also, but, you gotta have some healthy scratches, you know? Yeah. The thing but, is, they're so up against the cap that apparently they may have to carry a 20 or a 21. The, which I can't <laughs> fucking stand, and they've been yeah. and they've done that so much, yeah. And it bites them so <laughs> often. Like they they have to figure this out. Maybe they feel like this year of all years, and they would they would be pretty close to right that most teams are up against the cap, mm-hmm. and if you're going to sneak anybody through on waivers, a Kyle Dubas isn't here anymore. Waivers, so no one's fucking with them. No, nah, it's and, still the Leafs. And B and B, who can afford them? This there has been this has been a four year problem, and it hasn't been. It has, well, I, the least. GM just got here, I guess, but it's still it's been a four year problem. This looks like it's going to keep going. It's yeah. annoying. They're gonna, how many goalies are they going to lose this year? Eighty, uh, probably just Jones. Yeah, and then they pick up somebody else and they lose them again. It's be they, awesome. Okay, so there has to be a rule. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to claim a goalie if their mask is above a certain level of cool. So who who is in charge of the cool meter rating? Me. <laughs> oh, you okay? <laughs> yes, you are the arbiter. And yeah. Martin Jones' mask fucking slaps. I don't give a shit if he has an eight sixty save percentage with this mask. What's the uh, what's the scale here? We're doing like out of ten? We doing a hundred rating? Out of BS. Out of BS. Where's it rank on the best meter? Oh, like BS. Okay, <laughs> stop. <laughs> I like that. 
It's an ode to like leaf mass over the years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Raycroft's, except I don't resent it deeply. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, Jesse, I sent you the next link, and this is a link to Jesse Blake. Because uh, Jesse Blake was out there stirring it up on the TikTok with the children. Mm. Um, and uh, and I actually I want no, I gotta play the Twitter one. This one has music on it. Oh, it does? Yeah. Okay, play on. the play the Twitter one. Yeah. Um. But it has to do with, and by the way, I love that hockey's back because the shots have already been fired. Oh. Uh, there is, there's fan bases taking cheap shots at everybody. I love it. I'm here for it. I want to see it. Mm-hmm. I want to I drink it in. And Tim Stutz was getting in on the action. I love it. And you know what? Uh, if you're a Leaf fan or you're a Canadian fan, you're probably going to hate Tim Stutz for a long time. If you're a Sens fan, if you're not running through a wall for this guy. Oh, I know. Like This guy is... He's he's beautiful. Also, I want to apologize because I missed something for the second straight show. What? I'm I'm not doing my job as a dad. Adam, can you ask, do you know what again? Do you know what? No, I've never met him. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yeah, Maddie laughed. Maddie. Let's go. Do not give him that satisfaction. He has to earn it. Okay. My dad it. loves that one. Jesse, are we ready to go here? We are, yeah. All right, let's play Jesse Blake on Timmy Stutz. All right. Did Senators forward Tim Stutzla fire shots at the Toronto Maple Leafs over their contracts? I hate this guy. In an interview with The Athletic, he said, I think if someone is making $10 million Tim, or $11 Jesse. million, it makes it hard to win with the salary cap. But with everybody making $9 million and under in our young core, I think we have a really good chance to win. He continued, for me, it wasn't important if I made $9 million or $10 million. Making $8.35 million is still a lot of money. And if you were to take a quick drive down the road, you'd find a core that's making $10 million plus on the salary cap, and they haven't been very successful at winning. This definitely sounds like a dig at the Leafs to me. And also, one that does not currently make 10 but wants to. Yeah, like, all right, everybody. Go get them. <laughs> Everybody go get them. Because no, this is listen, when I was saying, "Hey, the Leafs guys need to take a discount so that they can win." People were like, "How are you rooting for billionaire owners over players?" Oh, you're right. Go get them. Go go get them. Why is Tim Stutzla so anti-player? <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, okay, like, listen, uh, listen. I knew this would set him off. I think two things are true. Okay. Two things are true. Mm-hmm. You can't take too much and expect to win with the salary cap. Mm-hmm. So in that regard, Tim Stutzla is absolutely right. The second thing that is true is this morning, Marty Walsh should go down the stairs, make himself a little coffee, put whatever he likes in it, pick up the phone and say, hey, Tim, it's Marty Walsh. I have this great idea. How about you shut the fuck up? (laughs) Shut the fuck up. 
Why? Why, Steve? You're in the players' union. Oh, yeah, we should all take less. You fucking scab. Get a brain. What? Get a brain. Figure this out. Nathan McKinnon. This is going to go over really well in Ottawa. I don't give a shit. I can't wait. Well, okay, here, let me make it about another player. Nathan McKinnon. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what he said before he signed the most expensive contract in the NHL? No, No, I don't, actually. He's going to take less. Well, he took less than he was worth. No, he he took he took less than he was worth the last time because it was what he was worth because his contract year was dog shit. Yeah, he was bad. Then he signed a contract he shouldn't have. He made 6.3 for way too long. He made 6.3 when he should have been making 8, 9, 10. And then he won his cup and he got to have his cake and eat it too. Bless Nathan McKinnon for winning and coming out on the other side with the double-digit contract. But I, as a normal person, and everyone else is a normal person, uh, I don't understand how you hear a person who makes, on average, $8.35 million a year talking about what a fucking hero he is for taking less, and you're just like, yes, go off, king. The thing Shut about up. Tim Stutzla taking less that I also, I didn't get into this in the 30-second TikTok, but... $10 million was never on the table for Tim Stutzla. So him saying... I would argue it should be. Yeah, but no, I think he's a no, really, no, no. When, really good player. When he signed this deal, it was a year ago. Oh, that's a very good <laughs> yeah. point. They, they did this very article because he's now starting this deal. So he's this, retconning it. He, he's signed retconning this, it. And at the time, nobody was going to offer him $11 million. You think Tim Stutzla signs that deal if he has a 90-point season? Yeah. In a Disney movie, maybe. <laughs> like, In the <laughs> real world, not a fucking so, chance. So he's. I think he's taking advantage of the poor decision he made. No, fine. no. I think... I think <laughs> at he the fucked t- up! At the t- he t- fucked up! At the time, he got the contract that I think he, was he deserved. It was a great Fucked deal. Up. Yeah, it was a great, it's a great deal for the Sens, obviously. It's going to look even better the better he plays and the longer his career goes. I'm sorry, but, that's not enough praise for a senator's contract. <laughs> you must keep more praise. It's Adam, if I offered you just $10 like million dollars to do this podcast this year and you said no, I will not do it for $10 million. But you know, I don't have $10 million to offer you. That's not real. Yeah. So you don't get praise for turning it down. No, I know. It was never, it's not real. Well, because you, if nobody's, yeah. nobody offered Tim Stussel $10 million, you can't say, you know what? Guys who make $10 million is too much. Nobody offered you that. Yeah. Hey, N- here, here. $9 million, Maybe you could have got the $9 million. Maybe you took $8.35. Cool. But ten. I want to, I want to do some, uh, some role playing. So I'm Tim Stutzla. Mm-hmm. You're a dude who's been in the American League for five years, <laughs> and you have a chance to make the team out of camp. Mm-hmm. All right. So introduce yourself. Hi, I play left wing for the Admirals. Hi, I'm a fucking hero. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Wow. And what's such a good? And guy. what's your you know name, what? hero? Uh, Tim. <laughs> I make. The m- biggest sacrifices humanly possible, Stutzla. Yeah. yeah. You know, he made a big sacrifice not to make the playoffs last year. It was nice of him. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. No, like, listen. Okay. Listen. No, hold on. Hold on. Listen. As, you know, and it's nice to see another member of the David Pasternak Society come out into the open and talk about how money doesn't matter. No. <laughs> Tim Stutzla. Just, just a 
hero. Last regular September. Good Listen, I'm piling on because it's funny. I'm like, last I'm so hilarious. happy for the little guy in this. <laughs> Jesse. Last God. September, Tim Stutzla signed this deal for $8.35 million. From last September to when the season ended early because they didn't make the playoffs in Ottawa, he scored 90 points. Yeah, he was incredible. He, he should have had 100 because he had a slow start. He was incredible. But unfortunately for him, he had already signed an $8.35 million deal. Yeah. So now he can look back and say, you know what? I could have made so much more. Shut up, Pierre Dorian. That's a that's great, a great deal. deal. Uh, dude, I called it for all the... Listen, I know my mentions are going to be a fucking nightmare. But, which is... <laughs> fine. Anyway, it's fine. It's fine. But last year, for all the shit you're about to give me, go back to last year, the day that contract was signed, and I told you that is the potential to be one of the best contracts mm -hmm. in the National Hockey League. And do you think... No, but you hate it. Yeah. You hate the no, sense. Do, do you think Stutzla <laughs> was like, I want to have one of the biggest bargains in the NHL? Or did he simply fuck up? He fucked up. No, he, he took the money. Like, yeah, he you, took the money. Yeah, yeah he, he took money, the money. He also fucked up. Yeah. If, if, yeah, and now he's, he's reframing it as, oh, I, I took less. You know, like I could have made more. I could have waited. I could have had my season, but I wanted to get this deal done because I wanted to stay in Ottawa. And I don't think you should be reframing it that way because that's just how it played out in your favor that you can reframe the narrative. It also didn't play out in your favor because you could have made more. And I think if it was on the table at the end of the season that you had a $10 million deal, I think you would have taken that. I am. I'm on his cap friendly page right now. He's estimated career earnings, 2.775 million. The contract he signed 66.8 million. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm just not interested in hearing about how you took less. <laughs> if, okay. All right. If but, he but, didn't but, sign the contract in September and Dorian had to wait till July to do this extension, like th July, this past, how July. much do you think he would have got? 10. Do you think he would have turned it down and said, no, I want eight? No. Here. This, this is me throwing my cape back into the wind. I think that's As the it, whole what, point. What, did he come out of a phone booth to sign this thing? You hero. <laughs> I think that's the whole here. point. If it was actually on the table, you would have taken the money, Tim. Like, why are you? You can't but, reframe but it. Jesse, it scores it hundred points, so he can, he so can, he can pretend it. that oh, yeah. I wouldn't have taken it. You think he yeah. scores hundred <laughs> points and takes less than Rasmussen's no, contract that is apparently never going to happen? Yeah, not no. Fuck no. Shit. You would have taken the money. Stop lying. No. He's, By the way, he's retconning it. Dude, Pasternak <laughs> fucked up too. Yeah. He yeah. Fucked up. I would have played for free. Promptly signs for <laughs> here's the eleven thing. and a quarter. I'm not interested, man. The thing is. I think that a lot of players that signed those eight-year deals um, early on in their careers mm -hmm. are actually going to regret it because I think we're moving to a model now in the NHL where the three- to four-year deal is actually more effective, not just for the team, but for the player. Um, you Dude, know, like, the, 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 it, it is, if you sign an eight-year contract now, it can really only be seen as team-friendly uh, because, yeah. because you, the, the team gets the cost certainty around you. Uh, whereas if you're a player that truly believes in your talent and Tim Stutzla should, he's going to be a star and he's going to be a star for he's a incredible. really long time. He's okay? incredible. He's an amazing player. A shorter deal is, is going, it's going to make you richer mm -hmm. unless you have some career ending injury. No, like, uh, Gary Bettman is jacked about what Tim Stutzla has. Sure. <laughs> in the same way that he was jacked when Nathan McKinnon said he was going to take less and Pasternak said he would play for free. 
Keep all of those. <laughs> keep all of those for the inevitable lockout in, what is it, 2026? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> when we'll be streaming. Uh, we'll do MLS podcasts or something. Yeah. What, what, Marty Walsh. <laughs> yeah, what's Messi doing today? Yeah, it's still playing. Yeah. Marty Walsh and Ron Hainsey need to get these guys in a room or call them up and be like, hey, big fan of what you do. Incredible ability. How about you do us all a favor and get a fucking brain? <laughs> No, like I'm like, you can't, you can't be saying that shit out loud. We have a business to run. The fuck is the matter with you? I, I, he said, I think if someone is making 10 or $11 million, it makes it hard to win with the salary cap. And, and like, Come listen, on. He's, uh, but he's right. He, he is, is right. Uh, he's objectively he's right. right. But you don't say it. But you don't, don't say, it. say it. I think, I think the owner could say that. Michael and Lauer could say that. Yeah. Because he's and, trying to get a deal. Yeah. And, and what do we all shout at Michael Anlauer when he says that? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut up. No, go make your money, these players. Um, to answer the question that the TikTok was actually about, is he actually talking about the Leafs? Yeah. That was the point of the thing. I mean, and he think, should. You think it's a shot he at the Leafs? He should totally take shots at the yeah. Leafs. Good for him. I don't know if it's ver- like really. Who <laughs> else publicly has that many players making over 10 million bucks? <laughs> well, so no the one. Leafs are no held up as the standard of why you don't do this. And for good reason. Mm -hmm. I'm on his side. Like, but yeah, you're not, dude, they have these guys. They're all making too much. They've tried to succeed with it. (laughs) They haven't succeeded with it. And now a lot of these contracts are expiring and they're going to make even more. And we expect them to have what? Success? Question mark? No, (laughs) they're not going to. Stutzel is objectively right in this regard, yeah. but the the I think the NHL and the powers that be love love that the Leafs have all these guys who make all this money and they haven't done shit. I think it's good for business. It's good for business that the Leafs have these big money players who have not won. And because it because it encourages players, it encourages the the psyche that if we take less, we'll win. This is what you get Mm. when the Leafs fail. You get shit like this, where guys say, if guys are making too much money, you can't win because all the Leafs have done is proved if too many guys are making too much money, they can't win. And the Blackhawks were the bell of the ball for how many years? And people were more than happy to say and then Kane and Tave signed yep. their double-digit extensions, and they never won again. How many yeah, Stanley no, they, Cups did they win it's, under it's those like extensions? They, they signed those extensions because, here, we first off, the, they were worth it. Can we turn Se- the lights off in here? Why? <laughs> so I could tell the ghost story <laughs> of Patrick Kane <laughs> and Jonathan Taves. They played for money, it was and then they started Bowman losing. What, what are you saying, Adam? It's Stan Bowman that messed that up. Oh yeah. Man. Well, how did he mess it up? You had no. You oh, had by signing them to lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, he signed Brent Seabrook to a ridiculous contract yeah. after Brent Seabrook was good. Corey Crawford was on the downslope. He didn't make efforts to change him out. Um, he ke- he he made oh, the sod really? for Pernarin deal. I didn't even lead with that, but you had. You should have. You had, <laughs> had Panarin at what three and a half million or four million, and you had sought at like six million mm-hmm. for like four more years. Are you kidding? Was, like Yarmo Kekalainen should have open mouth kissed Stan Bowman when Stan Bowman picked up the phone and said, "I want Brandon Sod." That's back. it. Mm-hmm. But the open mouth kiss, the framing of the era of the Blackhawks is they won all of their cups before that those two giant deals right. were signed. And and what happened was 
Kane and Taze went to management and said, we want to get the band back together. And management didn't do the right thing. They should have said, sorry, guys, those guys are probably not in their prime windows anymore. But instead, they said, you know what? You're right. Let's pay too much money and too many assets. Get the band back together. And look what happened. Mm -hmm. That's what happened. But that's not how we remember it. We remember it as a dig at the Leafs. Well, and you know what? <laughs> full marks to Tim Stutzel for, do Stutzel for doing it. Full yes. marks. Full get, marks get unless... The, get it started. Let's go. Battle of Ontario, baby. Yeah, give, yeah, full marks to him unless you're one of the 800 or so players in the union that he's in. <laughs> okay, now... <laughs> full marks. Uh, you mentioned Take Michael, less. We mentioned Michael Think Anlauer. of the billionaires. Come on. Where's all those stupid fucking talking points I was getting when I was asking the Leafs to take less? Um, also, the salary cap ruins being a fan. Yeah, it sucks. Like, yes, it does. Ugh. Why are players talking about this? Yeah. Um, so you know anyway, how many players in recent years have put up good seasons? And we're like, where did this come from? And we have to go, oh, they were never bad. They just made too much. Right. Mm -hmm. Luke Shen, where did this come? He was never bad. Maybe. Maybe. He, re he changed his game. I remember uh, the first few times watching Zach Bogosian. When, when he was with the Leafs and going, where the fuck did this come from? He was never bad. Just made too much. Made too much. Yeah. Um, Michael Andlauer will officially be the owner Shut of the Senators. Uh, that Sorry. was announced yesterday. It all went through. So uh, the Montreal shares that he owned uh, were dispersed and purchased by other owners of the Montreal Canadiens. So that's finally done. Michael Andlauer is officially the um, owner of the Ottawa Senators. And I, for one, want to congratulate and thank Bruce Garriock for being the only person... Who reported this? He the actually made the sale happen. Just ask him. Uh, Shut up, Bruce. <laughs> no, I'm, Bruce Garriak's been all over this story, but so have other people in Ottawa. But don't tell Bruce that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, is this is this necessary? Well, if you're a local podcaster, you know. Oh man, it's it's hilarious. The Ottawa media wars are hilarious. Well, okay, there are some markets where everyone are such good friends. I'm like, yeah, there should be a little competition. Sure. But uh, then there's Ottawa where uh, everything appears to be a knife fight. Yeah. And Brett Wallace had a really good sense of humor about it. He changed sure his did. Twitter name to local podcaster. I thought that was funny. Anyway, I loved it. So that's done. It. Uh, also involved in the purchase of the Ottawa Senators are the team that Steve abandoned, the Oshawa Generals. Um... <laughs> What? On Thursday, September 21st, the highly anticipated sale of the NHL's Ottawa Senators was officially approved, seeing Michael Ann Lauer and several partners uh, take ownership of the franchise. Among those partners is Oshawa General's president and governor, Rocco Tulio. Uh-oh. This is beyond exciting for Tulio and his entire family, reads the Otto Oshawa General's press, uh, press release. He said, I couldn't be more excited to be a part of this historic deal. I plan to bring the exact same winning mentality I have here in Oshawa uh, to the people of Ottawa. Uh, winning uh, the great fans a Stanley Cup. This new partnership will have benefits for Oshawa as well. We're excited to bring a synergy between our two organizations. I thought that was interesting. Mm. Whether it's through uh, our players or our staff, uh, while I take on this new venture a few hours east, this changes nothing about our commitment to the generals uh, and bringing you a sixth Memorial Cup. Hashtag Jens Nation. So, like, the Leafs, for example, have a friendly relationship with the Mississauga Steelheads. Yes. So, maybe this yeah, is... Yeah, no, it's smart. Steve. That sort of thing. The yes. London Knights mm. are Leafs Jr. Yeah, Don't they are. Leave the Steelheads out of this. They are a little. Have I ever said the story where I someone told me what their password was? Yeah, the Wi-Fi password. The yeah, wi -Fi I think we've talked about it on suck. the show. Used to be Leaf Suck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, try it. But if you keep try drafting. It. See if it's still I don't, it's, uh, it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, I, they drafted Easton Cowan. I fucking hope not. Yeah. Um, 
uh, Rocco Tulio, mm-hmm. his son, is drafted by an NHL team. Who? Edmonton Oilers. No. Yes. No kidding. So the trade is Rocco Tulio one for one. Um, what was the thing about you abandoning Oshawa? Yeah. What the fuck? Um, now listen, you left. Ajax doesn't have an OHL team. Yeah. Well, are you in Oshawa anymore? I am not. You could still be a Jens fan. I, know. I could just, still I'm be a Jens fan. I was a Jens fan in Scarborough because I'm like, well, they're closest. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning have a problem on their hands. And this story is really surprising. I don't think anybody saw it coming. Let's play again the clip that we played last episode of Steven Stamkos talking about, this is only 30 seconds long, about how upset he is that he did not get even a conversation about a contract extension this summer. Please play this as yeah. many times as you want. No, to, to be honest, um, I've been disappointed in, in the lack of, of talk in that regard. So it was something that I expressed at the end of last year that I wanted to get something done before training camp started. Um, there haven't been any conversation. So. Are you willing to talk during the season or wait till after the season? I've, I'm ready whenever. So um, The body language too. Something that, uh, that I didn't see, see coming, but um, it is what it is. Kevin O'Donnell of Fox 13 in Tampa. Fox 13 action news. Whoa. I'm kidding. No, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's what they're thinking. But I have been down there and they do have action news stations that actually call themselves action news, which I love. Do, do they have Panda Watch? No. <laughs> I think they do. Uh, nothing like local news in the States is the best. Um, uh, Kevin O'Donnell asked Julian Breezewa at the press conference about it. Um, this is what Julian Breezewa had to say. You notice Steven Stamkos talked for 30 seconds. Julian Breezewa to stick handle around this. Oh, wow. Two minutes and 20 seconds. Play the whole thing, please. Years old, not 44 years old. So I fully expect him to continue to be a highly productive player, not just for this coming year, but for years to come. Steven has mentioned publicly and to me that he wants to spend his entire career with the Lightning. I think it would be great for the organization if Steven could spend his entire career with the Lightning. That's in everyone's best interest. At the same time, it's not just about Steven playing out his career in Tampa. It's about Steven staying in Tampa and the Lightning remaining a legitimate Stanley Cup contender year in, year out for the remainder of his tenure as a player on the club. In order for, like, Steven and I share the common goal of bringing a cup back to Tampa. That's our objective. In order for us to do that in future years, we're gonna need to spend our cap dollars as wisely as possible. In order for me to do that, I feel like I need to gather more information. I need to see how this season plays out. Where's your inner I need Tim to see Stutzel how the piece of the puzzle Steve? fit this year. I need to see who steps up and is able to handle a bigger role. I need to see how the team performs. After the season, hmm. I'll have gathered that information. And oh then I'll gosh. be in a better position to have a clearer picture of what our puzzle looks like going forward, what roster needs we might have, and then how to allocate our, our cap space in order to build the best roster possible for not only for Steven to remain with the Lightning, but for us to stay Stanley Cup contenders year in, year out for the remainder of his tenure with us and hopefully bring the Cup back to Tampa. So that's what I would say. Uh, I would say that's, I need to see how You can pause it there. You can pause it there. He, he just repeats himself. That was a minute 43. And I, and I just want to say, less. I just want to say, yeah. Um, uh, when he says, that's what I would say. No, Julian, that's what you did say. Oh, grammar police coming out, coming out and saying, I'm not going to talk about this with him until the season's over. That's crazy. 
That's crazy that I would just say that. And he said that and repeated that with several different interviews, including, I believe, the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay dot com. Uh, a few of the other ones that I found now. Um, now, 32 thoughts this morning had more on this. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is are, Maddie even owed it. Mm-hmm. And you heard Maddie over there. She was like, oh, Ooh. this it's a great story, right? OK. So, Fridge. This line is going to floor both of you. I've heard it. Okay. Yeah. It's going, it would have floored you had you heard it from me the first time. Ah. I know people who are around Stamkos, and I am talking other players. A few of them told me there is an underlying belief around them that Tampa wouldn't be crushed if he left. Wow. So this is going to be the second time in Steven Stamkos' career that he's going to be a free agent and have the ability to sign with other teams under the Tampa Bay Lightning. They let him walk to free agency. He was a good little boy. He was a good little boy. He took less. And he took less. And they won. Yippee! Hooray! And if you thought it was coming back to you financially, you have another thing coming. You want it to come back to you financially? Pawn the rings after you won. Otherwise, the only way to get the money is to take the money. Play this clip for Timmy Stutz. <laughs> Stop. Play it for him. Play it for him. Tim Stutzler will be up when he's like 27 years old. He'll make a ton of money. Well, and this is the thing, right? Like, I doubt, you know, Stamkos is going to be sitting there wallowing in poverty. Staring at his cup rings, going, "If only I had taken more." Like, I oh no! But these players, that. listen, uh, you, you guys, it, listen, we know that these players are competitive about their numbers. There's a reason why McKinnon signed for twelve point six. Stamkos should sign for nine point one. It couldn't be twelve point five because who makes twelve point five? Connor McDavid. So if you want to be the richest player, what do you have to make? More than the richest player. Twelve point six. It matters. It does matter. And listen, if you're really, really thinking about it, unless you're Jesus, it would oh. matter to you too at that level. You're that competitive. You want to win everything. And and so Merrick followed this up, and I thought this was a very interesting point. He said if you allow a player like that to go to market, if you're the Florida Panthers, who after the season have a ton of salary oh, coming off the books, fuck, you can yes. offer the same financial incentives that Tampa can. And last time I checked, they play <laughs> in the same state. Jeffrey. Absolutely. Spicy, baby. Spicy. Dude, like Julian Brisebois said nothing for two minutes there. Um, We know there's a salary cap, Julian. Thank you for that information. Appreciate it. I already knew. We also know you evaluate players. Yeah, we already uh, knew that. We know they play on ice. Crazy. So that once they play on ice, they play there. And we know that as the general manager, it is your job to evaluate the team once they hit the ice. Thank you for all that extraordinarily valuable information. Why haven't you even spoken to the guy? Because he doesn't care. He doesn't, he doesn't care about Steven Stamkos' feelings in this moment. He's trying to win a Stanley Cup. Julian Breeswell has tunnel vision. And he says, I'm trying to win a Stanley Cup. And I don't believe that signing a 33-year-old, soon to be 34-year-old, to a long-term deal for the exorbitant amount of money that he's asking for as a Tampa Bay Lightning great is the right move to make to win a Stanley Cup. And that's what it comes down to. 
And he wants, if you're going to stick around here, Stephen, you have to make it easy for us to win a Stanley Cup under the salary cap. And that means taking less. He could have told him. Well, he no, did. Because, no, he no, is telling him he's that. He's telling him now. He, he is telling him. His lack of call. This yeah, time. he told him, Steve. I don't well, think you need a more. Stamkos knows where he's going to call you. Yeah. Take the money. These owners, if they could ice a hockey team made entirely out of horses, they would. No. But people are the only ones who know how to operate ice skates. It's not so that. So as of yet, they can't. It is a million no, it's percent. About, it's that. about winning with the salary. This, I'm talking, yeah. We're talking about GM, not an owner being cheap. No, no. We got to differentiate that yeah, here. They're one in the same. Because the Lightning no, are not cheap. Yeah, exactly. The Lightning they, are they, the highest yeah. thing. The highest salary, it, it, forget the cap. They were at 100 well, million. Then that that's makes it worse. I, that's where I don't want it to get confused. Makes it's, it worse. It's not that they don't, they were not willing to spend the money. It's Julian Brizwa doesn't see that they have the money under the salary cap. So they're not going to push it to the to the money he wants. Well, and, and if you're Julian Brizwa, if they had the money, they would spend it, but they don't have the money in Julian Brizwa's eyes. If you're Julian Brizwa and you're trying to sign uh, Stam Close now, or you're saying, well, we got to do right by him. Um, you're probably uh, paying what you're paying him based on what he did last year. And, and Julian fully admits that he's come off two of the best seasons of his career. He has. The, the quote is in Tampa, the Tampa Bay.com article by, uh, I think it's Eddie in the Art. Tampa Bay Times? Uh, no, Tampa Bay.com. Uh, or is it? No, is, is it Tampa? Oh, it is Tampa Bay Times. Which uh, is Tampa Bay.com. Let's go. Tampa um, Bay Times. Uh, no, That's sorry. Newspaper. Eduardo Encina is the one that, so Eddie in the Art. Um, so here's the, here's the interesting part though. If you make him wait, you're telling him, you're telling him, listen, you want to be here? Looks like you're taking less pal. And I don't care what you think you're worth. It really doesn't. He's going to talk about evaluating the team. Is this it really doesn't matter how good Steven Stamkos is. What they're saying is if Steven Stamkos wants to play out his career in Tampa Bay and play for the lightning, then you're taking 20% off. And you better be And it doesn't good. matter how good you are. Whatever the number is, knock 20% off. The only possible strategy here is, I think, what Jesse just said. Like, Stamkos has to play his ass off. Yeah. In order to... He's a, if even it, then, even then, they'll be like, you're, okay, so you're 34 now. Or 35 exactly. now. Mm -hmm. It's going down. The no, and, and that's my point. They're letting him sit and go, do you like it here? Do you enjoy it here? Your family's here? I don't know if he's kids. Your kids go to school here. Do you want to do you want to uproot them and go to Miami? You can. The way they're going about it is so unnecessarily callous. I think that if Julian Breezewatt called Steven Stamkos this summer and said, we're not going to extend you, then you then then it's then it's out there. Yeah, it's Julian the same, same thing. Julian Breezewatt nah. is making you come to him. Yeah. It's 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 a power move. And sports is like that. So Stamkos used his power, which was to yeah. make it a, everybody's problem and you, on the first day of camp. And guess what he's going to do? Guess what Steven Stamkos is going to do this Probably year? Probably score like he's 40 goals like he always it. does. He's yeah. going to absolutely crush it. So what, is Julian, what does Julian Breezewell lose? No. Nothing. Nothing. And after that, they're going to do well in the playoffs. They might even beat the Leafs, right? They're already pissed about that. Cool. And then they, let's say they're successful. Then Julian Breezewell gets a player who was spectacular, and then he can make a decision. Yeah, you're asking them to get to the same conclusion through a different route. If he calls them and he says, hey, I'm not going to sign you. Steven Stamkos comes to day one of camp and he says, you know what? They told me this summer that they're not going to sign me. And then everyone's like, what? It's the same thing. You know, same reaction to the same story. At the end of the day, Julian Brizois is being a very 
hard-nosed GM and looking at this strictly from a winning uh, point of view, and he doesn't care about feelings, which is, I guess, if you're trying to win, the right way to operate a hockey I mean, look at the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, so, and at the end of the day, we're going to come to June, and Steven Samkos isn't going to have a contract, and it's going to be a game of chicken. It's going to be fascinating to watch. Look at how they treat like the best players in team history. Look at the Lightning are treating Steven Stamp. Well, what? Okay, let's go. Look at how the take less. Look at how Vegas. Oh, absolutely, take less. Why wouldn't you? Um, (laughs) No, let's uh, hold on. Wait, the Vegas Golden Knights treated Mark Andre. What happened? What happened when? uh, What happened with Vincent Vincent LeCavalier, one of the best players in Lightning history? What happened? Uh, Didn't they buy him out? They bought him out. What happened with Brad Richards? Did they buy him out? They let him walk to free agency. They let him walk. What happened to Marty St. Louis? Uh, that was a little bit more complicated. Uh, he wasn't initially named to Team Canada, who Steve Eisenman was responsible for, and then he was traded to New York. Right, because he was pissed off about it. Yeah. But here's what, here's what, Eisenman did him a solid that way, but Eisenman, oh, Eisenman is also ice cold by leaving him off the roster, which, if you look at that roster, was objectively the wrong call anyway. He was coming off of a scoring title. The Lightning <laughs> and, the, and, and Jeff Vinnick, the guy that owns it, they are ice cold. Yeah, because they're trying to win. Bingo. Doing right by a guy? Don't give a shit. We've done right by you by treating you well and you've won cups here. That's what they would say to that. The most annoying thing about Kyle Dubas. One well, right by too many do. guys. That's the nature of the business. That's what the I mean the salary. Listen, you want to do right by a guy, get rid of get rid of the salary cap paying what he's worth. That's doing right by a guy. And it's it's just shocking to see a star player do this, but guys. This is not the last one. A lot of moves where Dubas did right by a guy made the Leafs worse. Yes, 100%. Yeah, why would, why would no. Rasmus Sandin trade it? You know how much depth he just trades away because the guy's like, I'm unhappy. And he's like, all right, I'm going to do right by you. Fuck that. Last year, we were looking at um, guys the Leafs could potentially get at the deadline. And one of the people I earnestly looked at was Alexander Barabanov. And I could have punched the TV button. So fascinating story, fascinating story. And we have more for you. But first, we want to talk to a guy named Zachariah Thomas. If you saw Dragon's Den last night, then you know this guy. Let's bring him on. Yesterday Eve, Mm. I heard about somebody going on Dragon's Den on CBC with low-cost hockey sticks and a brand new business model. And that person... Got funded. Hey. Right? That's and hard that, to do. And that person is in their early 20s, which is going to make us hate what we've done with our lives, which to, <laughs> yes. to date is, is nothing compared to Zachariah Thomas from Swift Hockey. Congratulations, man. Like, I got to say, first off, when you went out there, so first off, he brings out a Team Jamaica jersey. And who nice. did you bring that out for? Wes. Yeah, yeah. Wes Hall. Yeah, and you, so he, he knew how to play the game. And then, of yep. course, he brings out a net. And he's got all the faces of all the uh, dragons on it, and they were, and they could, you know, take some shots and that sort of thing. But brilliant, uh, Zachariah. I think the thing I want to start with for anybody that doesn't know is what is Swift Hockey? What's the mission? For sure, and obviously, as most people know, that in the industry, hockey sticks are four or five hundred dollars. It's almost crazy. Um, it's kind of makes hockey not affordable for the most part. And it's just kind of, it's dumb. It's dumb why these companies charge that money. for <laughs> Every every kid wants top-of-the-line stick. Every single kid wants top-of-the-line stick, and they kind of, they want to have the best best equipment at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So now I'm my company's kind of giving players that access to have the best equipment, the best sticks. 
which is amazing, and at a much lower price. What do you, what's your stick retail at? $150. Right. So it's uh, fully a third of what a, a well, stick would... And, and, and the thing, I was looking at the merch. Well, the merch is way <laughs> cheaper, too. Hey, your merch is crazy cheap. What, what do you charge for yeah. like a t-shirt? I think it's uh, like three bucks. Oh, yeah. my goodness. <laughs> his his t-shirt is three bucks. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I didn't... I can't think of... I think there was a $33 hoodie, but everything else, I think, was under $20. Wow. Yeah. And uh, what I found interesting too, Zachariah, is that, you know, when, when I, when I talked to you a couple weeks ago, uh, on the phone, uh, cause Zach, he actually reached out to us on LinkedIn and was like, Hey, you know, is there any chance we can chat, work together, oh, whatever. And that, that's how I get the heads up about dragons. Then, um, what was interesting is you were saying that these sticks, cause a lot of, there's like a lot of sticks that people buy and they spend that kind of money because it's the sticks that the pros use. You actually have an NHL certified stick. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. So my stick, uh, we've only been around for around eight months, but we have the NHL approval that as soon as we find a pro, um, it's in their hands and they're actually allowed to use it in the NHL. Wow. So we're one of those few companies who do have that. Um, most companies who do start, it takes years to kind of get that type of approval and do that type of stuff. So. Well, and, and I think what's kind of neat about this too is your backstory because you've been running businesses since you were in high school and that he has his own startup cash. So you know to buy sticks, you have to physically buy them and then sell them, right? Like yeah. you have to, you know, so you funded this yourself. How did you do that? And what did you start out with? No, exactly. Yeah. It's um, everybody who asks this type of question is crazy that people think that I funded it myself because obviously as you think hockey sticks aren't that cheap. Right. Um, even for my cost, it's not that cheap to fund the type of business like this. Um, even when I was 13 years old, I was selling hats out of school, uh, just like reselling hats from dollar store. I ended up getting suspended at school, kind of reselling hats. So I kind of always had that <laughs> entrepreneur in me, uh, since I was 13 years old. I love that. And then obviously, um, I was playing hockey and then at the beginning of COVID hockey stopped. So I did a lot of research online, seeing what I could do to make some extra money at home. And I stumbled across e-commerce, drop shipping, and all those type of businesses. And then I kind of sold everything. I tried everything, teddy bears, girl clothing, mm -hmm. uh, bikinis, like everything you could think of to try something. And they all ended up working pretty well. And it kind of gave me the capital to fund this business. How much money? How much money? This, the, the, the number is astounding. For what? How much money for what? To exactly? start it up. To start it all up. Okay. So Swift, Swift costed around $100,000 to start. And he made that himself. Uh, <laughs> That's insane. Wow. Isn't that amazing? You always hear about like the, you see a TikTok, they're like, here's how to make money doing this. Yeah. And then you're actually the person who's actually doing the thing where you saw it and you, yeah. you're making money at it. But you're not, selling, you're not selling courses on it. No. <laughs> you're, you're, no. Yeah, because the people who are really making the money aren't selling the courses yeah, on right. it. Those are the people who aren't yeah. making the money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's amazing what you've done. Like, it, I'm, it's funny when you talk to Zachariah, it's like he doesn't, it kind of passed over his head. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But I got to tell you, man, it's so impressive what you've done. Um, and it looks like, you know, the brand is cool looking. I mean, you could see it on, on his, uh, his T-shirt right there. Like, it's very, very cool. Um, so listen, what's the plan now? Now you've, you know, we know Dragon's Den is shot or this was shot a, a few months ago. Now that it's out there, what happens? Honestly, it's just growth at this point. Um, even last night we got 400 pre-orders, wow. um, amazing. my phone's blowing up. 
this morning. Uh, it's, I don't know when it's going to stop. So, uh, and then we just got an NHL article this morning, also kind of talking about us being on Dragons and securing a deal. So, the next move for us is just getting that professional player. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in the talks. We have a lot of NCAA athletes, AHL athletes, but it's really getting the next McDavid, Bedard, like one of those type of guys for us to really have that growth within the younger generation. Well, listen, I know that I know these two guys to my left just started playing hockey a couple of years ago. These <laughs> these beautiful athletes. There's so still time need, for us. You ever need any rec league beginner players? Steve and Jesse are your yeah. guys. Always, always. <laughs> Can I ask about what the process is like on Dragon's Den? Because I feel like everybody knows Dragon Den, they watch it, but they don't know what it's like behind the scenes. What happens after they agree to fund your company and all that? So yeah, um, as soon as they agree on the stage to kind of fund the company, someone oh, sorry guys, someone comes on um, the stage, someone comes on the back, kind of talks to me, I guess it's like their advisor in a sense. They come talk to me, have that conversation. They said, we can do this amount, their kind of envision for the companies. We kind of have that discussion right there. And then there's a whole due diligence process that takes a year maybe even over a year for that to kind of close so what like we don't get the money right on the spot (laughs) (laughs) it's not a briefcase they're handing you right it should be though that'd be a better show yeah (laughs) here's physical money (laughs) yeah uh, oh, well, way more so, <laughs> so so we can go to uh, swift-hockey.com if you want to buy. And every time he gets sticks in, they sell out. So it, they're, you know, it, it, when's your next order coming in? Can we get an insight on that? We're about two, three weeks away. Okay. Wow. Right in time for the start of the season. Someone is going to score a professional hockey goal with a swift hockey stick within the calendar, 100%. Within the calendar 100%. year. I guarantee it. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to say congratulations, man. It's great to meet you, and we're we're rooting for you, man. This is going to be an exciting year. No, for sure. I appreciate it. Okay, so we first off, Zachariah, really impressive. Um, by the way, in case anybody missed it, he's twenty years old. <laughs> it's upsetting. <laughs> just a really no, it's it's incredible, impressive guy. Um, Renaud Lavoie of TVA or TVA 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 uh, in uh, in Quebec. Uh, has said that the Ducks are offering Trevor Zegras in the three to four million dollars per year range. Oh my goodness! Yeah, well, see, that was a lot of people's reaction. Mm-hmm. And no, uh, if he's taken a bridge, um, which Elliot Freeman keeps reporting, um, yeah, that's what you get. What paid him more, being on the cover of NHL or his next contract? Well, I can definitely tell you his next contract. His next. Contract yeah. in a walk, yeah. okay. but he had on the <laughs> it's, shitty. It's not Madden, man. <laughs> on the trash shithole, depressing Anaheim Ducks. The last three years, frankly, since he's been there, last year he had sixty-five points. This is which be- led the team. This is better than a four million dollar player bridge deal or not. A bridge deal for this guy is six million. Mm, no, like and by the way, is- Jamie Drysdale is not in uniform as well because he is also not signed. Also, don't bridge in a rebuild. What are you doing? <laughs> what, what, what are they Teams supposed need to do? To stop doing that. Re- remember when the Buffalo Sabres bridged um, Sam Reinhardt? It was. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, they bridged him. He, he got like two point something or three point something. And then at the end of his bridge, 
They extended him to be a part of their extended win. No, they got rid of him because they still stuck. Like if you bridge Zegris to like a two-year deal, you are still more than likely going to be bad at the end of it. Look at Zegris' stats, Steve, on this terrible. Freak. They're pretty depressing, his stats. Stats are great, except for the plus minus. Oh, no, they're not. He's on a terrible well, team. Okay, Jesse, click on his rookie year. Or like well, no, no, sorry, not that one. Uh, click on his, I guess, his sophomore year, technically. Yeah, click that. Second on the team. 61 points, second on the team, and last year, first on the team. The team stinks the, the around him. It's, it's got terrible. nothing to do with him. The team stinks around him. You should he should be locked up long term. And by the way, a six yeah. a sixty seven or a sixty five point player is not four million dollars. Sorry, it's not. He was one of two players to hit twenty goals or more as a sophomore in his first full season in the NHL. And what about last year? Go here. Can you can you go to uh, last year? Look at the goal totals on this Anaheim team. Can you arrange it by goals? Twenty three. Led the team? Ah! That's a horror show. How much did Troy, Troy Terry got? Seven, seven mil over seven years. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, and there's a contract that, like, uh, it's a risk, but it makes sense. If you were to give Zegers something like that, maybe a little more, you'd be more than justified. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. Why are you bridging this player? Seven? Uh, I feel like that's a lot. If I'm I'm asking for more. I feel like that's a lot if I I'm led your team in scoring. And yeah. it stinks. I guess. Now, I guess if you're the Ducks, you're like, I got to grind these young guys because we got to establish a precedent because, pause for depression, uh, you don't want to end up like the Leafs. But you've already broken the seal by giving Troy Terry $7 million. Yeah, like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. But I don't get the strategy here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, but Troy Terry is a 37 goal scorer. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah. If. So. Does Troy Trevor Terry Zegers get there without a, Trevor Zegers? Trevor Zegers is a two-time 23 goal scorer. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. It is fair. Whatever you're doing, I feel like I'm saying Troy five Terry. and a half, six million is not unfair for Trevor. Yeah, Zegers. I think six six something is reasonable for no. three to four million dollars an offer. Though it's like that's yeah. a pretty wide cap. But I feel like we're we're getting the vibes that Zegers's camp is thinking he should be eight million dollars times eight years. Mm -hmm. Here's here's what I think. Uh, well, uh, I was gonna say, what's the rush to sign a contract? He needs to play. He, he does not have one. <laughs> yeah. So we, I've gotten into this mindset of uh, guys signing contracts one year out. He's not in that position. So he's actually in kind of a shitty position. Um, as uh, I mean, as shitty as a position you can be in as a multimillionaire star athlete who's also dating a celebrity. Um, the cap is going to go up. We know that. Mm-hmm. Teams are looking to lock up young players for a long time. Mm -hmm. We know that. His best years are ahead of him. We know that. He's never scored over 70 points. He's never scored over 23 goals. We all, do it's any of great. us think he's never going to pass those totals? Of course no. he is. But Trevor Diggers is going to smoke yet. those totals, yeah. but he hasn't done it yet. This is, 
the you know oh marner uh, he had 94 fucking points yeah he had 94 points see that's what i'm comparing it to so but he has to sign a deal so if you're him i want to you probably want to sign a bridge deal yeah like maybe both sides come to the realization that this is what's best for them. He signs a short deal because he's going to kill it over the course Mm -hmm. of the short deal. And the ducks sign the short deal because they don't want to make what could potentially be a mistake. What I'm saying is it's far more likely signing Trevor Seegers to a long-term deal is not a mistake than it is. I feel like if you sign Trevor Seegers to a long-term deal, Trevor Seegers is going to be really upset. Because he's going to be like, I'm I'm a $10 million player and I'm making $6 bucks. So I don't understand why he would ever sign that long-term deal. It's We're in bridge territory, but he hasn't earned anything to get a giant contract on a bridge. So he's got to take a little on a little term and play it out and prove something in the league. Now, the other, the other interesting thing there is Troy Terry has scored 37 goals. He sure didn't last year. That's true. He had 23. You can't take back a contract. Well, if you're the Ducks, you're like, oh, I got burned. I mean, probably not. Like, I don't know. what You made me question. Like, I, I was looking at it like there's no way you give Zegers less than Troy Terry. And now I'm like, oh. Also, Troy Terry, justified. he signed that deal like a month ago or a month and a half ago, right? Uh, early August. So he signed it after his 23-goal season. But I guess the pedigree is there that you have 37 on. Uh, a shitty team. My guess is Troy Terry, or sorry, uh, Trevor Zegers is thinking I'm worth at least that. <sighs> Done anything. Guys, come on. It's, come on. Well, and the Ducks are like actively like going for top five picks. So it's yeah. like, oh, we're not going to start the season with Troy, uh, Trevor Zegers. Oh, no. Or Drysdale either. Oh, no. Oh, no. Really? Oh, a really good forward and a really good defenseman. Oh. <laughs> if you're the, if you're the Ducks, do you do you give him more than Troy Terry? I mean, I I would. But, you would okay, but that's it's not how it works. You you got to grind these guys, Adam. I think you just give him five and a half, six million bucks for over so no. three to four years. So no, he doesn't want a long term deal. I don't think. Yeah, but you wouldn't give him more than Troy Terry. Well, I don't. I think Troy Terry's older too, so he doesn't. Twenty six. Yeah, he probably had Arbright's, uh, or or they bought some of his free agency years. So that's a little bit of a different story, right? Because Troy, you know, Zegers is still pretty young. So if you're buying somebody's UFA years, yeah, the price is going to go up. Yeah, he was at the World Juniors like three years ago. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like it's yeah. it now. The Ducks need to be careful here because they have a legitimate star. Trevor Zegers is a personality in the game, uh, despite the shithole teams that they have given him uh was a cover athlete of you know the video game no one's ever won a cup with personality yeah, yeah but that but but marketability matters it especially does. in a market like anaheim where when they don't win people don't come as much that's yeah, very best mar- and that's something and or if they come they have to lower the tickets a little bit that's a that's a real factor and that's not Absolutely. taking yeah, yeah, best not way taking to sell tickets though is to win best way to sell tickets i to agree win. whoever uh, who cares who's there as long but you as the need trevor's egress to win don't you yeah, maybe I think just settle on six and a half for three years. Just do that. I'm into that. I think that's a great term, yeah. great amount of money. Uh, hopefully the team takes a few steps forward. Yeah. Time, he scores right? 30 goals once. Like it's <laughs> been a rough, it's been a rough few years. Anaheim did Anaheim got totally screwed by the Bally sports bankruptcy. They got totally screwed by COVID. They got totally screwed by their GM creating a hostile work, work environment and having oh, to step down. I forgot. It's about been that. an ugly three years. Let's put some good into the, into the world if we're the ducks get them to get them locked up 
have a little bit. Okay, let's have fun. You guys go have fun. You don't really have to win this year. Pressure's coming in a couple years. Oh, man. You gotta... Getting in win now mode is not just flicking a switch. And the like the Ducks did not finish in last place, but mm-hmm. from Christmas onward, I don't know if they had the worst record in the league, but they were the most depressing team to watch. Oh, they were terrible to watch. I watched a lot of out-of-market hockey last year. Holy shit. Yeah. The, the Coyotes, for as depressing as that situation is, played with purpose. Yeah. Um, the Blackhawks were not a good hockey team. They tried. They played with purpose. The Ducks were so well, depressing. And here's what's going to be interesting, guys. I'm going to back this up with a Greg Cronin quote, and then we can back th- we can wrap this up. New head coach. Uh, he is going to evolve the way they play. He said, I'm really focused on how quickly um, uh, you can see it when you're watching it, right? As you basically, basically, he said, traditional defensemen are always staying close to the net. The Avalanche don't do that. The Hurricanes don't do that. Uh, I didn't do it with the Eagles because in my view... Uh, I think all athletes um, shouldn't be glued to their positions. Why can't a guy do that? So what he's talking about is when a defenseman joins the rush, why does he have to dump it and stop? Hmm. Why can't he just go and somebody cover for him? I watched some so Bobby Orr footage this past week. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. You can play <laughs> positionless hockey yep. uh, a little bit more. And I think Greg Cronin is going to have them do that. They're going to try some stuff. Who, do you, who are they going to try it with? Not Trevor Zegers or Jamie Drysdale or Dry- Jamie Drysdale. Come that's, on, that's a a big one. I I'm glad you keep reiterating that. Uh, it's you're putting your new head coach in a really tough position. I know, um, I know, and they're probably not going to win many games. Uh, there it is. Well, they probably weren't going to. Win. Well, here's to another full year of John Gibson trade rumors. Like, oh. oh, man. Oh, no. As he throws me up that. like an 888. <laughs> on, we're all like, which contender wants him? <laughs> Dude, it's, it's Jonathan Quick got traded. That's true. So let's. And know. signed. And signed. Who's he with? I have you know? no idea. New York. The Rangers. Oh, yeah. right. Back up in New York. Blake, I, I got blinded by the Blake Wheeler to New York, which is a low-key, very good signing. Yeah, they all of a sudden, one offseason, they're like, hey, let's make ourselves the oldest team in the National Hockey League. Are. Fun time. Are they still your favorite to win Jesse, the cup this year, like Jesse? It. No, they got so old. Mm, maybe. Nah, they'll over, be good. They'll be good. Come over, to, come over to New Jersey. But they should trade Kako and Lafreniere. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and then James Dolan's like, I don't even want to own this team. <laughs> I don't even care if they cancel sports. <laughs> fuck? That's wild. And then Panarin's like, I'm going to shave my head. We, we, uh, we didn't get the chance to get to it, but I have a bunch of uh, early preseason overreactions from fans across the league. We'll get to those on Monday. I'm very, very much looking forward Ooh. to that. So we'll leave it for now. Gentlemen, should we wrap it up there? Are we doing a press conference? Or are we just moving on? Oh, I hit the button. He hit, he hit the, the button. button. I guess we have our answer. Wow. What are you doing this weekend, guys? Uh, working. Uh, live show. Live show. We have a oh, live, we have show. live show. You should buy tickets to it. Steve, yeah. you gotta tweet that out. It's just St. Catherine's. The link's in the description of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jess. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.